when he had apprehended him, somebody say apprehended. He put him in the prison and delivered him to the four quarterings of soldiers to keep him intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison. Get a little faster back here, folks. I'm reading. But prayer was made without ceasing. Prayer was made without ceasing unto the church for him. Okay. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. There was people keeping the prison to make sure that he did not escape. And all of a sudden, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. Can you imagine? An angel shows up, and a light shows up, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Rise quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. Something took place. And the angel said, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wished not when it was true what was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. How many like to have a vision from the Lord? How many like to have an angel from the Lord show up? Well, wouldn't that be awesome that in the greatest trial of your life, all of a sudden you wake up and there's an angel standing beside you. When they were past the first ward and the second, they came to the iron gate that leadeth into the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. You'll get to a certain place in your life, and I won't get to come back to this. That what you needed at that moment may not be there later. So you're going to have to have something on your own if you're going to finish what God started. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord that sent his angel had delivered me out of the hand of Herod. And from all the expectation of the people of the Jews, he had an intention and now the expectation to kill him. And when they were come to himself, Peter was, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and had delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Something today, God is trying to help us. And, 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 and we got that little logo that I won't put up there. Look at somebody right now, and I want you to say this word with me. I want you to say, BAM! Come on, say it with a little bit of excitement. Say, bam. bam! There you go, baby. That's what I wanted you to do. I wish I could have got that on film. That was awesome. It was awesome, girl. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about this morning is, bam! Be a miracle. I want everybody in this building this morning to be a Miracle, out in the foyer there are BA Miracle t-shirts. The Lord gave this to me a few months ago when I was preaching in Dallas, Texas for Brother Foster and, and I preached BAM. I don't mind preaching BAM everywhere I go. You sing the same songs everywhere I go. I can preach the same. And so it was a BAM, somebody say it was a BAM message. Oh, you can be careful how you say that, I understand. That's the greatest BAM message I've ever preached. BA Miracle. And so we got t-shirts out there from, from extra small for children all the way. And we'll have some 2Xs for, for adults next weekend. They're not here. 
That goes to missions. We're going to Germany in a couple of weeks. It provides Miracle for You Ministries to continue and the further it's caused. So thank you. It helps for the website, this DVDs and CDs. But I want everybody today, today, to be a miracle. Thank you, Father, for what you promised, for what you are performing. Thank you that there shall be nothing that will interfere with what the Holy Ghost has intended for us to have today. I thank you for the power of your name, the excellency of your spirit. There shall nothing be able to devour nor destroy what you're going to accomplish. To God be glory. Clap your hands, would you, right now, and shout, bam! You may be seated. I would like to see next weekend when we're here, I'd like to see there to be some cars and vans and trucks that have BAM on your back window. B-A-M. You're talking about a conversation piece. People said, what does BAM stand for? B-A-Miracle. I want this to resonate in your mind the rest of your life, that when you go through something, you can have B-A-Miracle. How many is glad today for the things that you've come through? Lift your hands. Aren't you glad you didn't get stuck in some things in your life that had intended to stick to you? There are some things that would have loved to have stuck to us. But honey, it's like jello on a wall. There's some things that can't stick to you because you're going to become a miracle. You know, the devil would like, y'all little quiet this morning, man, I woke up, baby, on, 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 on steroids. I'm telling you, I, woke, I don't even take them, but I woke up on steroids this morning. It, it's going to be a good, good day in God. And when there's some things that would like to get hold of you. And some things in life did get hold of you. That's what revival's for. That's what miracle services are for, is to break you loose from the things that got hold of you. Now, you all know that there are things in our lives that got hold of us that should have never got hold of us. Can I get an amen? You know, there are things that you knew that you should have never allowed in your life, but you allowed them in your life. Can I get an amen? There, all of us have got that little sixth sense about us. That little green light that turns on or that red light that turns on. When you got the Holy Ghost, you almost have to purposely Walk out of the grace and the mercy knowing that you don't need to do that. And you all know we all have done things when we've walked away from what we knew was right and we knew we shouldn't have done it and we did it and we had to suffer for it. Can I get an amen? But what I like to let the enemy know today, but just because I made a mistake and just because I failed, I'm not a failure. Because you're only a failure when you quit. You're only a failure when you give up. I love stories of how that God has brought people through and God has brought people out. I like to hear people who have took a licking and kept on ticking. You know, the devil likes to try to tell you that because you're sick and there are some sicknesses under death. The Bible says that there are. But I want people that's in this building, and I know our dear sister that's on the back row, if, uh, if it's right that there's some sickness in your body and that keeps ravaging you, is that, is that correct? But I want you to let the devil know today that I'm going to be a miracle. I'm going to be, you see, the devil would like to tell us and, and, and throw us and destroy us. He would like to tell us, I'm still, you know, the devil wants to tell you, sis, that it's going to be over. But let me say something, devil. If it's over, I'm still going to be a miracle. Oh, I'll get you with me in just a moment. You see, because the Bible says in the Hebrews 11, these all died in faith. 
They died in faith. Honey, it's not how you all, all, it's just not how you live. It's how you die that matters. I don't want us to live our whole life living for God and having faith and being full of courage and then come to the end of life and something come against us that destroys our faith and makes us want to blame God and judge God foolishly. I thank God for every person that has died with faith in their heart. The devil didn't win. Why? Because I'm still a miracle. Because I kept my faith. I thank God for every person here today that's gone through something in your life and was able to get back up and say not this time and not next time I came through that I can come through this because I am going to be a miracle you think the enemy doesn't know your pressure points you think he doesn't know when to hit you at the right time that's Job the Bible says you, you got to understand Job's life Job's life was perfect Job's life was blessed he sacrificed for his kids every morning. He was a prayerful man, but yet trouble came. Let me tell you, trouble is going to come unexpectedly. Most of the time, trouble comes when you don't even know that it's just there. You, you're talking about the grit that's in somebody, Pastor. You're talking about making somebody have to pull way down and say, I better know what I got hold of. Because if you don't know what you got hold of, when you get weary, you'll lay it down. Oh, I got five Baptist nods and two Pentecostal amens. Uh, we need to reverse that. Let's get some Pentecostal amens. Okay, I, I'm just refereeing out here today. I'm not criticizing. But Pentecostal, say amen. amen. Here we go. I need a sign sent to Holland that says, say amen. amen. Somebody say hallelujah. Okay, here we go. But you've got to understand that life is trying to be against you. But don't let life leave you bitter. And don't let life leave you caustic. And don't let life leave you critical. Yes, life's going to be hard. Job had everything he possessed taken from him. He was left with nothing. But at the end, Job was still a miracle. Yes, you may lose your job. And yes, you may lose your companion. And yes, you may lose a sibling. And yes, you may lose a house. And yes, you may leave some precious things in your life. But I want to help somebody this morning. Sister Murphy and tell them you can be a miracle. Maybe your family don't believe it, but you can be a miracle. Maybe those on the outside say you can't do this. You've never been anything in your life. You're just like your mother. You're just like your daddy. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to be a miracle. They make, oh, I feel something coming in this house. Don't tell me you can't live this don't tell me you can't believe this. Don't tell me you can't make the decision and go forth with God. Don't tell me, yeah, but if I would have married the right person, if I would have been brought up in a Christian home, if I could have found the right vocation, if I could have just got my college degree, if, 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 yes, if, if I, should I say this? Yeah, why not? Say, say it. Say, say it. Say it. Thank you. Say, say it. Say, say it. I want you to shout. Say it. Say it. There you go, brother. Thank you. I think I will. If, 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 if a frog had wings, it wouldn't get so many bumps on his bottom either. If, 
If I could have just had somebody else, if I would have just had somebody that would love me, if my parents would have just been Christian, if I could have just had some support, if my husband would have just come to church with me, I wanted to live for God, I want to praise God, I want to have a Christian home. Maybe if this would have been different, everybody's got an if in your life. But let me tell you, there's nobody from center to circumference in this building this morning that cannot be a miracle. It doesn't matter what you think. I want somebody to get this. You can be a miracle. I said you can be a miracle. It's Veterans Day. I was preaching in Germany about three or four months ago or five months ago. I go twice a year. And I was preaching, and after service, we were walking down the streets of Mannheim, Germany, on the way to eat, and there was a, there was a soldier that was standing next to me, and, and he was saying, Brother Holland, I have been so inundated with nightmares from my term in, uh, overseas. He said, I wake up screaming in the bed. He said, sometimes driving down the road, I have those feelings that come back on me. He said, you can't imagine what I see when I'm driving down the road. He said, I'm so tormented with these things in my life, and Pastor, I felt what we felt this morning. All of a sudden, walking down the streets of Mannheim, Germany, I put my arm around him. I said, you know what? It needs to end here, and it needs to end right now. Some of you are not getting what God wants to do for us. you got to tell the devil it's ending here, and it's ending now. Oh, I'm going to help you today. you got to understand the devil cannot do one thing you don't let him do. This is yes. Come on, let's do that. Everybody do this. Yeah, you wake on me, baby. You look like you have a sleep. Come on, get with it. How late did you stay up last night? No, I don't know that. You've got to understand that the devil can't do one thing to you you don't let him do. I was going to ask you who combed your hair this morning. It probably was a wash rag, right? No, didn't he, didn't he comb it with a wash rag? Come on, give me some. Thank you, dude. I love you. Who combed your hair this morning? Who got you dressed? Hopefully, thank you. Who got you dressed this morning? Who fixed your tie? Good. I was hoping you didn't say she did. You do what you want to do. Well, these Baptist nods going again. You do everything you want to do. Don't tell me I can't do that. I can't live that. The devil just harasses me too much. I can't be the person I want to be. Brother Holland, you don't know what is my genetics. You have no idea what I have to live with. You don't know the oppression and the depression. Honey, you do anything you want to do. When you wanted to leave God, you left God. When you wanted to come to God, you came to God. When you want to go eat, you eat. When you want to go sleep, you sleep. And you want to sit here this morning and tell me I can't live for God. I can't get healing in my body. I can't have my mind back. Baby, you can have anything you want. You can be a miracle, but you got to want to be a miracle. you got to want to come out of this. You've got to love you got to want to be strong. you got to want to make this thing work. you got to be a miracle. Be a miracle. All of these people, all these people in life say, but I just can't. I just can't. Anybody got kids, lift your hand. Keep them lifted. Anybody's glad you got kids, lift them. About half of them went down. Look at that. Just amazing. You told your kids, hopefully while they were growing up, you can do anything. You can be anything you want to be. 
The army tagged that. We're so glad you're here. I know you, I, I know you had to be a good-looking guy because you've got a beautiful wife. You had to be a good-looking guy. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much. They want to meet the rest of the family. I want to meet him too before long. And you told your kids you could be anything, anything, anything. If you want to be a pilot, if you want to be a preacher, if you want to be a doctor, you could. Did we not tell them that? Then what happened to us as parents at a certain stage or age in our life? What happened to what we encouraged them to be? You could be that. And then they watched us saunter around and, and, and just in, in, in the mar of, 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 of just things that are, are, are trapped us in this fear and this unbelief. What happened to the same thing we try to get in our kids when a sickness attacks our body or financial loss comes to us or there's family disturbances? What happened to us when we kept telling them, you can do it, you can do it? What happened? You get to 50 years old and you start saying you can't do it? You get a, some kind of an illness in your body, and it's okay, God just disappeared. He's not there anymore. But yet you laid your hands on your baby's brow when they were sick and had fever, and you said, Jesus, I can't get hold of the preacher, but I can get hold of you. Now take my baby's fever away. What happened to the same faith you projected with your children? Do you have to get out of it when you get older? No. I don't care what's going on. God's not going to let it last too long. I get it. I gotta get this church this morning where you can become a miracle. It doesn't matter where you are, it's where you're going that matters. It doesn't matter what you've been, it's what you're going to be that's gonna make a difference and you can be anything you wanna be and you can be a miracle. Is this, is this working or maybe it's working? Man, I didn't know nothing about you last night. Prophesied to you, and Pastor said, "If you just knew," I said, "I didn't want to know." I said, "God put on her. You look so different today. There's a countenance change about you. There's faith. You feel like you got faith last night. I feel like you could just run through a troop and leap over a wall." David said, "Just feel like I conquer anything." The other sister this morning that that I, I saw in the in the in the in, in the foyer, I said, "Wow, your countenance looks so changed. Why? Because I started believing. I started." You've got to start believing. You're trapped. You've got things that have stuck to you. You can't let things keep sticking to you. It's like a magnet on a refrigerator. It just sticks to that. I just walked by. The Lord said, tell her that she's got things that she's let stick to her. And finally, it's got so bad, girl, until you just feel so weighted down with the things that have stuck to you, but the Lord, the Lord's going to take that away and he's going to cover you today. And when his blood flows and you have faith to believe, the blood is going to take away that magnetic ability that he's going to cleanse you and he's going to purify you. Let me have your hands for just a minute. I'll take tears, it doesn't matter. Jesus, I thank you today that you are working that right now those things that have stuck to this lady's life that told her she is trapped and she could never survive much longer. But Jesus, with you, we can become a miracle. With you, we can be sustained in the midst of all of those stresses. I thank you today that you are raising this lady up right now, that her faith is stronger than her fear, and she will trust you from this moment forward. From this moment forward, she vows to serve you. From this moment forward, she commits and consecrates her life. I will love you, Jesus. Whatever 
whatever I have to face, I will face thee with you, your word, the blood, the Holy Spirit. I will face him. Somebody clap your hands and thank God for what he's doing. There you go, Jesus. I praise you. Just praise him right now. Jesus, I praise you. Keep praising the Lord. I praise you, Jesus. That's it. I praise you. Jesus, I need you. Would you take that? Yeah, that's it. You just say it to you. Say what you want to say right now. I thank you. That's it. Just praise the Lord. I praise you. I praise you for what you're doing. There you go. Lord, I know you're going to complete this work. God, you're going to turn those things around for me. You're going to make those things different. I know you are. I know you are. I'm going to be a miracle. I'm going to be a miracle. I've watched other people fall. I've watched other people die. But I'm going to be a miracle. I'm going to be a miracle. I'm going to be. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I said, what do I have to do? You said, but I said, Jesus, here I am. When's the last time you said that, Jesus, here I am? I don't have an agenda. I don't have any kind of protocol. I'm just yours. When's the last time you said, God, I don't care if you take it all. I'll live for you. Whoa. Uh-uh. When's the last time you said, God, You'll take care of me. You'll sustain me. Everything will be all right. You know one of those old songs we used to sing? I don't even know if we meant them or not. I, I doubt if we meant half the songs. Seriously. We sing that song. Lord, I give you all. Lord, I give you all. No matter what you ask of me, I will not withhold. My sacrifice is less than giving you my very best. And God subtracts something from your life and you're worried. You have a bad week at work or a bad time at home and things aren't working and you gave it all to God. Then if you gave it all to God, then God's taking care of it. But our problem is we don't like the way God's taking care of it. Because God's not moving fast enough. God doesn't do anything I can see, so how can I trust in things I don't see? That's faith. How can I trust in something? But preacher, I don't feel a thing. I'm just, I'm walking in this maze of life. I don't feel a thing. So you're telling me that God's with me. Where did God go? How can God go from you? If God's ever been, he's always been. And what he was, he always will be. Because he said, I'm the Lord, I don't change. So if God was you with you then, God's with you now. But I don't see him, so what? I don't see my wife at 130 or 40 days a year. I'm gone 220, 25 days every year. I don't see her, but I know she loves me. And you're worried because you haven't felt God lately? And you're worried because God hasn't fixed that thing in your life that needed fixing. And I'm trying to hurry because I know y'all are hungry. And you're trying to monopolize and manipulate and say, God, if you don't do this, I can't serve you. If you don't answer this prayer, then I'm evidently, you're not going to take care of me. You Let me tell you something. You have no idea what God is working on right now in your life that you can't see and you can't feel. You better believe that. You have no idea at any moment God is going to step in and the thing that's been in your world is getting ready to step out. But you can't live by sight and you can't live by feel. You have to live by faith because the just shall live by faith. You say you got faith. Let me see your faith. And so I got my arm around this soldier. You want to help me? Thank you. Like you had a choice, huh? Like it's a good preacher. I'm not going to help you. 
And so we're just walking around like this. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for touching him. Jesus, you're able. Lord, I thank you for being so powerful. And all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost hit us on that streets of Manheim, Germany. And we both start speaking in tongues. And I mean, we just walking down. You think, and I know, and I, and I gotta, you know, you got to watch and pray. You can't walk streets without at least one eye open, okay? And so we're walking, I'm looking at him. His eyes are closed, so I have to hold on to it. He just speaking in tongues. And then he stopped and he looked at me and said, it's gone. I said, what is it? That feeling, that harassment, that burden, that pressure that I had since I was over in Iran, it's gone. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter what's happened to you. It's what you're going to do with it. It's just... It doesn't matter what's happened. What are you going to do with what's happened to you? It's going to happen, but you can be a miracle. You can be a miracle. Is this, is this your daughter? Friend. What a good friend you got, buddy. I mean, she loves to worship, loves to praise God. I love crazy people. She's crazy, but, but I love crazy people. You're crazy, too, in your own right. Ask her. She'll tell me you're crazy. You ain't saying nothing because you got to go home with him, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, okay. I won't get you in trouble today. I won't. But you got to trust in God. Just you got to just do it. If you today, girl, will open up both your hands sometime before you leave, and say, God, there it is. I tried it. And it didn't work. I thought I could fix it. I thought if I made the adjustments, and I thought if I would just do it my way, that it could work better, and everything in life and home and everything would be better. But it didn't, did it? God's trying to tell you, Lacey, give that to me, and I will bring you through, and I'll give you a miracle, okay? You just do that, God, I'll give you a miracle. And everybody in this building, everybody, Whoever you are, and whatever you're going through, you're going to go through some things in life, folks. I don't even want to. I don't even want to remember, Pastor, some of the things I went through. I pray I can block them out because I don't want to rehearse them over and over again. Because when you do that, it's as though that you're taking God and saying, "God, you can forgive, but I can't forget." We've got to get to the place where we're going to become that miraculous miracle. And some of you have suffered such loss in your life. There's some things that have left some of you so bitter and embittered. I don't want you to raise your hand, but I'm, honey, I'm preaching a few folks today that are bitter. You're bitter. Bitter. As much as I love ministry and I love preachers, I love preachers. And I love preachers' kids. And I love saints' kids. And I love saints. I just love people. But when I was a young boy, my pastor, who I trusted, who I believed in, who my mom paid her tithes to the church, and God allows him to be the overseer of those finances, and thank this church for trusting your pastor, because if you can't trust him with your money, you need to leave. Whoa, I didn't get no amens on that. I said, if you can't trust him with your money, you don't need to be here. So I ain't getting no amen. If you trust this man with your money, say amen. amen. There you go. That's all I wanted, folks. Goodness. And so he hurt my dad. My dad was a sinner. 
and we ask him to fix the ceiling in our basement. And he came and fixed half of it. And general conference time came. And he told my dad, who was a sinner, he said, I'll be back and fix it after conference. If you'll just pay me the money, I'll, I'll be back. Mm. What's that been? 49, 52 years ago, and he never has fixed it. And my mom, my dad would say, y'all going to church? Yep. You going to church with that thief? You going to church with that liar? Somewhere in life, you got to decide who you're going to serve and why you come to church and why you live for God. If you want to find an excuse not to come to church, if you want to find an excuse why you can't be healed when my mom was sick and, and my mom had that sickness and it's just, you can find an excuse why you cannot be a miracle. There's always something that will do that. But my mom went to church every service. She paid her tithe and gave her offerings every week. She would borrow money sometime during the week just for gas money. And sometimes she would, she would borrow money for people and take us by White Castle on a Sunday night because she gave all of her money to try to buy this and do that. But she always lived for God, always live for God she became a miracle and at the end of my dad's life about 10 years before he died we baptized him in Jesus name don't tell me that you can't become a miracle you can become whatever you want to be yes you get hurt yes you get disappointed yes you get sick yes you have losses yes life treats you horrible but you can be a miracle would you stay with me right now got to help somebody today to believe that I'm coming through this. That I'm coming through this. You're coming through this. Okay? Honey, take that hand. Jesus, she's coming through this. She will make this. The break may not be easy, but she's coming through this. Your spirit's going to give her the sustaining presence that will help her to overcome She'll have, have, have the power to say no and to say, yes, Lord, you're, you are mine. My life is yours. I surrender it all to thee. Lord, take what I am not and make me what you asked me to be a long time ago. Thank you for the strength and the ability and the tenacity to finish this in my life. Just to be, just to be, just to be a miracle. Just to trust. Just to have faith. Whatever that it is. Those questions you have in your mind and how is God going to fix that? And preacher, I know all that because I've heard it preached a long time. But some of that doesn't make sense when you're where I am facing what I'm facing. But if you will trust. And faith is more than faith. Faith is also trust. Because I wonder if the T that's in faith does not stand for trust. So I want you to believe that those things that have quieted your spirit, quieted your spirit, those things that have left you with a little bit of weakness, vulnerability, 
that which attacked you, that tried to devour. It stops. It came to the door. But never again will it be able to get through because Jesus and the faith you have in Him will put a stop and an end today. And you're going to be a miracle. You're going to be, you have watched others that have fallen and others that spoke it but never believed it. But the Lord is going to help you this day to come forth and to come out and to be a miracle. I'm going to be a miracle. I will be yellow. I'm going to be a miracle. I will. That's it. If you believe that right now, sir, it will cover you. It will cover you. It will cover. It will cover. It will cover. It will cover. Yes, Lord, do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. Work, do the work, do the work. Jesus. I know, I know we must hurry now. But somehow, maybe there's a blanket. Maybe there's a blanket over this service today. Just a blanket. A little girl in Germany. She's counting her. What are they called her currency? She's counting your euros. She's a little bit younger than you. You're what, 12, 13? She might have been 10. She had a little old purse in Germany, a little German girl, spoke a little English. She got in the purse and had some coins called euros. She got them all out of her purse. And she said, Jesus, I want to give all these to you because that's all I got to give. And when I give them to you, you're going to give me the Holy Ghost. She walked up there. I didn't even know it, Pastor. She walked and laid those little coins on that altar. And afterwards, we're working the altar service, and I'm over there at her. She's just speaking in tongues. I said, what's she speaking to one of the ladies there? She said, it's not German. I don't know what she's speaking, but she just got the Holy Ghost. What am I saying? It doesn't matter what religion you've been brought up in. It doesn't matter if you're Catholic or Baptist or Methodist. It doesn't matter if you're nothing. You can be American. It doesn't matter who your mom is. It doesn't matter if your dad left. It doesn't matter what environment you brought up in. It doesn't matter. The Lord just trying to tell everybody in this building, be a miracle. Be a miracle. Just, just be a miracle. Just be a miracle. Be a miracle. Jesus. Whatever it is, whatever it is that circumvented, that took away, that tried to destroy, whatever it was, Lord, that left it broken without anything, but through his faith today, through his faith today, he will become a miracle. As all of those that stand here now, Lord God, Allah, God, I thank you that even right now, that whatever it was, you're occurring to turn some things around in this life. Turn and change in the name of Jesus because of who you are and what you can do, Lord. I thank you that every one of these young men are going to be miracles. I know that the enemy would love to devour them and destroy them, but they're going to be a miracle. They're going to be a miracle. They're going to be a miracle. They're going to become a miracle. I know life wasn't fair, but God, you're good, and they are going to become a miracle. So right now, right now, just just maybe 
all of you that are here that wants to be a miracle. You got to want to live. You got to want to come through it. If you want to be a miracle, would you just try to walk up the front of this building right now? Stand or kneel or bow. If you want to be a miracle, and there's things in your life that you know that have overwhelmed you, and you know you shouldn't come out of this, and you know you shouldn't have made it this far, and the wreck should have killed you, and the gun should have went off, and those people should have already taken you for what you took from them, but you're going to become a miracle. You're going to be a miracle. You are going to be a miracle. You are going to be a miracle.